Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Uh, welcome to Ruined. My name is Hallie. And my name is Allison. And this is a podcast. We ruin a horror movie just for you. Just Allison, how are you doing? For you. I, I gotta say... I'm kind of happy about oh. one thing. Wait, we are about? in citrus season, my oh, friend. Oh, Allison, it's time to shine. Great. I had a sumo citrus, like the. I guess you know, I learned about this, these from you. Yes. They, I, I had, I, I keep them in the fridge. I don't normally keep my citrus in the fridge, but I like them ice cold in the morning Damn, with toast good. and coffee. And it is, I mean, <laughs> there aren't a lot of things I like anymore, and this is definitely one of them. And they only come around like this time of year. Citrus is a winter um, for the northern hemisphere F- fruit. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend I know where they come from. No, I was going to say I, I got some apples at the store, and I was I couldn't believe how big they were, and I thought I could eat this. Honest to God, it took me hours. I, I still have a fourth of it in the uh, fridge, as if I am going to eat it because I am my yes. father's daughter, and I can't throw away a fourth of a piece of apple. No. But there is a difference between like, oh, eating fruit that's in season and that is available and eating something that is through against, you know, it's just like clearly engineered to be gigantic and to last forever. Understandable, you know, but- Is it a honey honey crisp? I don't know. All the apples look exactly the same and I don't know what the the words are. I don't know what the names mean. I like a tart apple, so I need, I should figure out what that is. I like a tart apple and I like a very crunchy. Like, I don't hate a Granny Smith. I'll say it. I'm, I'm up for a Granny Smith. It's been a long time, but, yeah. you know, I, I think as a kid, I always associated apples like a red apple, like being mealy. Yes, me too. And um, so I'm glad that you're enjoying in-season fruit. That yeah, does it's, sound good as hell. It's just nice to have, I mean, like, I know you're in California where, like, citrus as a concept is, like, a little more always in-season and accessible. But, like, the specific, like, the blood oranges, the the sumo orange, I don't know if it's an orange, the sumo citrus. Like, it's just now is the time. Like, go, they are not cheap. And I, re- I know that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have access, go buy them. They are so, 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 so good. And Elsa, that is honest, um, a good I, thing. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't even think I've ever considered citrus as a concept. I, You know, now that you bring it up, it's like yeah. citrus as a concept. Yeah, I just, I think that it's my favorite genre of <laughs> fruits. Oh, I, you know, I'm going berry. Is a berry a fruit? A berry, absolutely. There's berries, there's stone fruits, there's citrus. Oh, like, stone fr- how can we forget stone how fruits? How can we forget stone fruits? Stone fr- I, it's like, it's like, ha- like Natasha, a friend of the pod, and I always, we do a lot of just like, would you rather, and like, um, not just even would you rather, but like rankings of like, if you can only have one food from each of the identified food groups that okay. are the FDA, like, claims are the groups. Like, what would you choose? And we get into produce, and it gets really, really tricky. Um, but I love, you know, I love, I love a grapefruit. I love a grapefruit juice. So we're really, 
you know, that's where we are for me. That's what I'm oh, up to. What I was gonna say on oh. Twitter, there was like an image. It was like, which one of these would you kept? Would you go without? Oh, yes. it was like tacos, pizza, and one of the ones yes, was yes, that's like was the, crab legs. Yes, and it's like I, I don't think I've, ever, I don't know when the last time I've had, I've had crab legs. I'm sure it's been yes. years. Yeah, I don't think of them. I, 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 I support them. I support anyone who wants to eat crab legs, but to have that on there, I was like, this is a. Uh, this is about a life that I don't lead. This is about uh, people for whom crab legs are. Of course, you're going to go out for crab Me. legs. And I, I like to have a little <laughs> window into that world. I think that's really fun. Yeah, it's so interesting to find like what people's like, you know, I think we see on Instagram what people eat when they're eating for Instagram. But like, yeah, that's day a good to point. day eating. It's just like, you don't know what people are up to. Like, I do eat a lot of crab, but not like at home. But, like, when I go to Maryland, I, it's right. like every meal has crab in it. And it makes total sense. Like, if you're going to go out, well, we're going to get crab. I can right. make food at home. I can make plenty of food at home. Yeah, I can make tacos. I'm, I'm not bringing crab legs home. No. I, yeah, exactly. I can, I can potentially well, I can make, make a specific pizza. kind of tacos. I can't make, like, a fabulous barbacoa. But, like, I can make, like, yeah, tacos. <laughs> yeah, to be—I I, I like that. There's something—I'm glad that if, if crab legs is important to someone, I, I hope that they— get to have them as much as possible. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't know anything about crabs. Did you read this thing about how, like, nature has, they believe, uh, sort of evolved the crab shape multiple times? No. Have you heard of this? No. Let me look this up. Crab evolution. Google don't fail me now. <laughs> um, it's called uh, carcinization. Carcinization. Um, it's called, oh, it's an example of convergent evolution in which, oh. in which a crustacean evolves into a crab-like form from a crab-like form, um, introduced, uh, into evo evolutionary biology by L.A. Uh, Borodale. Basically, and they describe it as one of the many attempts of nature to evolve a crab. So I guess they're saying there's a well, lot there of- There are a lot of different kinds of crab, like, like, there's just a lot, even, not even just like ones that we eat, but I mean, just like, I, you know, I follow a lot of, um, crab aquatic TikToks um, mm. and and aquariums and ocean stuff and there's all kinds of different crab buddies just running around out there and some of them are real little and some of them are big and some of them are more like spiders and some of them are more like chompers and like there's just a lot of, a lot of yeah. stuff out there. And I guess like um, they they think it it's like independently the crab form has evolved at least five times. Yeah. And it, they must just be like a great form if you're scuttling around the bottom of the ocean. Like it just yeah, must I be the they, most util, utilitarian form. Well, I think they could go in a lot of different directions, and like the the floor of the sea is not just a flat surface. So, That's true. Yeah, you know? we've all, we've always said that. We're we, always saying we're that. we're always saying that the floor of the sea is not a flat surface that is difficult to navigate. Man, and it is again Wikipedia. Some crab-shaped species have evolved away from the crab form in a process known as decarcinization. Wow. This this reminds me of, do you remember, I, I feel like I was a kid and there was a book about um, like aquatic apes. And it was sort of like the anthropologists now and the apes back then. But basically what they're saying is, I think there was an argument, I don't know if there's any like actual science behind it, that um, like humans are, we're semi-aquatic or like because of our, you know, like relationship with the ocean, like having communities uh, along ocean yeah. fronts. That's why we like our heart rate slows down when we dive, and like why we don't really have hair over most of our body, but it's on our head. Like, yes. I don't know if there's any evidence to this, but I remember reading that. And well, we in all the book, came from the sea, right? And I, I, I think so. 
I don't. I, as that's far as I know, on this podcast we all came from the sea. But in that book, they talk about how whales left the sea, Allison, and then whales went back in, which is why they breathe. I don't blame them. I don't either. Listen, I'm about to go to the sea right now. I would love to go into the sea forever if I had the access and abilities. If I had, if we could swim a little bit better. But yeah. that fucking blew my mind as a child, being like, they went back in. They went. They back went in. back in. They went back in. That's cool. All yeah. right. Um, speaking of cool, the movie this week. Okay, I'm going to apologize. I've seen this movie. The movie we're going to do is 2014's Honeymoon. And so I was like, oh, white woman, she's going to do some pretty awful stuff. But watching it again, it's like, well, the, most of the things that happen are really out of her hands. Yeah. So well, I will say this is a this was a, an attempt uh, to fit it into the theme that probably I shouldn't have. I was probably wrong to do it. But well, she seems like the vessel for yes, the exactly. evil that's happening. Um. So the movie we're doing uh, this week is 2014's Honeymoon, and it was uh, written, uh, directed by Lee uh, Janiak, Janiak, uh, Lee Janiak, who also um, who wrote the screenplay with uh, Phil Grazi, Grazadai. I'm so sorry. I apologize, Lee and Phil. Um, Lee uh, Janiak wrote or directed um, the Fear Street trilogy from Netflix, which we absolutely oh, we gotta, um, do. Yeah, we got to do that. Also, um, she's from Mentor, Ohio, which is pretty close to where I grew up. So oh, shout wow. out to Ohio. Um, and uh, we, always, we always like to have Allison react to the trailer. Allison, what are your thoughts about the Honeymoon trailer? Whew. This is a scary trailer. Like, not all the trailers for all these movies are as This is, like, haunting. And I do think, like, a movie that's just two people in the woods, uh, that's scary. The isolation of it all. The I love that shit. Like, that's like, all you need. It's all you need. And especially when it's, like, you think that the other person is someone that you, like, know and can trust and then, like, learn that that might not be true. Like, that's... Then right. you're really alone. And that's scary. Yeah, and that's what we're playing on here. The the idea that you could choose to spend your life with someone and then have something happen where you just, they're a completely different person and you don't understand them. Yeah. And isn't that marriage in a sense? Isn't you got to work it out. You got to talk it out before you walk it out. Okay? Oh, boy. So, so maybe not the conclusion of this movie, but our advice to you. Yes. Uh, we always like to take a baseline scary. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of going on your honeymoon? I I wanted to get into this. I mm. uh, the pressure. I here's to me. Yeah, honeymoon sounds fun. The pressure to have an right. amazing it's like time. A it's like New Year's Eve. The two you of know? you. Ta- yes, the two of you taking a vacation at any other point in the hopefully long history of your relationship, both before and after you are married. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't yeah. love a little romantic vacation? But like, and I also like, like the idea that like they'll be going on vacation after their marriage. So even while right. divorced, we're gonna go still go on vacation. Right. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, after your wedding. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean. mm-hmm. um, but like, yeah. I mean, I would hope that divorced people could go on vacation together. Um, so. Why not? Um, I just like the wedding industrial complex as an entity is something that I deeply, deeply hate. Um, and I think this like when I see people like. We're registering for our honeymoon. I'm like, I get it. I understand. It's an expensive trip that you are expected to take. And everybody asks you when you're planning your wedding or at the wedding, where are you going on the honeymoon? And you have to say Tahiti or it's like, you can't be like, the Keys, Florida. Like what, like. Right, like we're just taking a long weekend. You know, like who the fuck cares? So I do respect this couple just going to what seems like at first a lovely cabin in the woods and just being like, okay, Mm -hmm. we just did all that. Like, I mean, it's. I would love to go. A honeymoon in the cabin sounds so fun. Yeah, I would like, love that. A minimum of like a wedding, like say you had even a small one, like 
it's at least two or three events that include all the people right. that came in from out of town, even if that's just like we're having lunch with my parents. Like what it's like yeah. it's a lot of being on for other people. So I love this like complete remote choice. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> What are you supposed to, what do you talk about how you're married now? Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it must be an interesting time. Yeah, yeah, I'm also like, I have an issue with the wedding complex. Mine's more like, I, I don't uh, trust the government with with gay marriage more, more so than no, like no. the actual you know I mean, event. But but I, I certainly think there's, it's so much to it. And then afterwards you're like, well, here we are, just two little peas in a pod. Yep. We Hopefully enjoying our honeymoon, probably getting into at least one explosive fight, uh, when some lock keys in the trunk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you like to guess the twist in Honeymoon, Allison? Guess the twist. Okay, so the from the context clues I got from the trailer, this is her family's place? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So I'm going to guess that this is like a family curse, and Ooh. she chose this honeymoon because she has to like Go yes. back into the whether she like consciously chose it or not. Like the house has drawn her back because it is her time to be uh, evil in the woods. Yeah, and and he's just kind of along for the ride. I I absolutely love this. And also before we get into it, I think I need we need to plug the live show, okay, which yeah. is January 29th, which is a Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, where Hallie uh, will be joined by the wonderful Naomi Perrigan. To ruin Megan. So get those tickets at uh, moment.co slash ruined Sunday, January 29th. I will not be there, but I am so devastated. And, uh, you know, now we can get into our movie, okay? Okay, great. So let's begin. We're going to ruin 2014's Honeymoon. We open on the classic cans being dragged behind a car. Of course. If I ever have a car, there's just going to be cans dragging behind. Not intentionally, it's just that's just what's going to happen. That's going to happen. All the Diet Cokes you're you're throwing out the window. (laughs) Um, just rattling down the street. We see our couple. We see B and Paul. And they're at their wedding talking to the camera. And basically, they are having Indian food at their wedding. And Paul tells a story of they went out for Indian food. And it it implies that they they lived in in Manhattan because they reference, like, 6th Street. And, like, through the Indian restaurant where it sort of had, like— Yeah, the lights. The lights dangling. And I'm like, that would be a cute first date. But then Paul gets— food poisoning oh, and ends up spending the night on her bathroom floor vomiting. But you know what I mean? It, 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 up. Now. Yeah. And he, at one point he says, fuck you, Indian food. We win. I'm like, let's not blame Indian, Indian food. food. Okay? No, Indian food is fabulous. And it's one of our best foods. It is one of our best foods. Um, B tells us how they were supposed to go on a camping trip or to a trip to the cabin. And, but B got really sick. So Paul built a tent over their bed and proposed under the tent. And I was like, Aww. yeah. So everything's great. Cute. We're really Cute. happy. Cute. Which, of course, means they will be grist for the horror mill. Oy boy. Um, let's see him get ground up. So we see him drive up to the cabin. Instead of cake at the reception, they had cinnamon rolls. And I do want to get your take on that. How would you feel about that? There's no cake. There's just cinnamon rolls. If they're good cinnamon, I think that, like, I don't care what it is. It just mm-hmm. has to be a good dessert. I completely agree. I will yeah. say the thing about, but like you can eat like cake you eat on a plate with a fork. You could absolutely eat a, like I just wouldn't want to oh, get yeah. a messy thing. But other than that, like, 
as long like when people are like, we're doing donuts, and I'm like, as long as they're good donuts, they I'm going to be the best fucking donuts. And if you're yeah. in LA, I think I've talked this before. Sidecar donuts, Ooh. yes, are they expensive? Yes, they're on. Mm. I've I'm almost 40 years old. I had a sidecar donut. I'm like, it's like I'm eating a donut for the first time. Oh, it's sure, sure, so sure. Good. Yeah, I felt that about a very good uh, apple cider cinnamon sugar donut from Winter here in Park Slope uh, back over the fall. So Brooklynites, make your way. I there. was, I was think of uh, on SNL. There was a, a sketch about an apple picking farm, mm-hmm. and they say we got apple cider donuts, or as we like to call them, donuts from yesterday. <laughs> B says to Paul, before I was alone, and now I'm not. And he says, I love you, honey, B. And she goes, she kind of like buzzes, and they look each other's eyes. And I will say, this is where I'm like, this is not an awful white woman, but this kind of shit I do have like a low tolerance of. And Because this is very much in, this is a movie, this is a horror movie trope, right? Yes. Not just we're happy in a normal way. We are the happiest couple in the fucking world. Yeah. And we are so cute. Performative and happiness. All, performative happiness. And I get it. It's like, how do you sum up somebody's happy Right. In a couple minutes before you get to the real Before they start getting nitty slaughtered. Gritty. Exactly. It's like, how to do it? But this to me was like, and I love this movie. I, it's not a critique of the movie. Yeah. It just sort of like the whole, like it gets so saccharine that I'm like, I'm going to need to see a demon fucking disembowel somebody. Right. Like, I, I'm going to need it real soon. But it's the same kind of saccharine that you see in a non-horror film yes. that is depicting what you should want in a relationship, which is wrong. It, and it's like, it is so <laughs> to cute. Me. It's also like, oh, we want to fuck each other all the time, but like in such a specific way. Like, it's it feels performative because it doesn't feel intimate. It's not specific. Yeah. And it's also like, I don't know, it just makes me more, want more rom-coms, like to your point, where it's just yeah. like, I want actual specific stories about specific relationships. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I want that. And yeah. every time you're able to achieve that, see, you know, when, when Harry met Sally, yes. that's what makes it more satisfying. It's like, right. these two little weirdos found each other. That's <sighs> nice. But this is perfect couple, perfect wedding, perfect honeymoon. So, of course, we know disaster awaits them. Um, and they, they finally get to the cabin. Paula carries B inside. And uh, we find out there's no internet. There's basically no cell service, but there is a VHS player. And, this is very uh, reminiscent of Miranda and Steve's honeymoon yes, in Sex oh, in the City. That place looks so fucking good. No, yeah. I Yeah, and she was just like, I'm I want my cell phone. I can't I can't have sex anymore. I'm so sick of having sex with him. Yeah, so which funny. I get, but to me that yeah. sounds like the absolute dream. Like I can't like I my just phone take and a nap all day and then like, wake up and have some wine and then go to bed. <laughs> like God, please. Like um, I think so I want to be Dracula. Honest to God, you should be. I support you in this, Allison. Thank you. Excuse me, Dracula. I'll be Dracula. Um, she B starts showing Paul around the cabin. He's like, "Oh, this is a bathtub where you almost drowned playing submarine." And you know, they she shows around. There's like a bear skin hung on the wall, and she's like, "Oh, my dad shot that." And he said, "I didn't know your dad was like that kind of hunter. You know, like that kind of man." Right. And she's like, "Yeah, I, I grew up here, you know." And again, I right here, they're so in love and in the most generic way because, like, yeah. as they walk through, like he's like stripping her clothes off and. Like, he finally picks her up and, like, throws her on the bed. And they, afterwards, we see, like, night has fallen. And they're, like, canoodling. And she has on her very special honeymoon nightgown. And, uh, which just looks like a regular nightgown, but right. it's going to be uh, narratively important when we get into it. Great. That night, Allison, as they sleep, a bright light shines in the window on both of their faces and sort of, like, takes a look at them. Mm-mm. In the morning, uh, B- Do they show- wake up? No, neither of them wake okay. up. Neither of them know. We know this is happening. We they do not know. Okay. Yes, there's a light from outside. Uh, taking a gander at uh, oh these two. 
in the morning, B shows Paul that there's like uh, ducks around the cabin. They're like wooden decoys. And she used to hide notes in them as a kid. And he reads one out loud. And again, I'm not saying she's an awful white woman. I'm just saying as a white woman, I'm like, girl, like he reads out the note and then she's mouthing along with it. I'm like, what an interesting choice to make me hate this woman. Like, it's just. Yeah. I mean, I'm on board for not liking her. And it's like, again, I feel bad. I know what's going to happen to her, but I'm like, ooh, it's just a lot. And the note says, dear ducks, I am Mallard P. Quack. I'm not a real duck, so stay away. Translation, quack, 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 honk, quack, 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 honk. And they laugh. They're like, oh, my God, that's so funny. And I'm like, get an alien in here. Yeah, we need to kill him. Serial killer, like, give me a break. Anywho, um, they're making, in the morning, they're making pancakes. And Paul sort of, like, wrestles the ingredients away from her to be like, I'm making them. You go relax. You go rest your womb. And B immediately is like, whoa, okay, we're getting into the womb talk right away. And he immediately tries to, like, step back. Like, it was just a joke about how hard I fucked you. But then she's like, well, I mean, you kind of opened the door. Do you want to have a baby? And I, I thought, that's a before the wedding question. That is certainly wrong? not a post-wedding. That's not a honeymoon question. It's not a honeymoon question. I'd say if anything, let the honeymoon be the last time you don't have to think about this and talk about this. Like, yes. enjoy yourself. Then afterwards, you can get into it. But Paul, uh, Paul sort of blows it off and B goes to pensively sit in the window. And he comes over to her. And she tells him, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for a baby. And he says, that's totally fine. Let's just enjoy our honeymoon. I didn't mean to bring it up, honestly. Uh, and like, we're going to have the rest of our lives together. We'll we'll figure it out, you know? Maybe. I know. I guess the rest of your lives, but just might not be as long as you think it is. <laughs> exactly. It might not be nine months is what I'm saying. Um, and they're getting ready to get dressed to go out. And Paul's sort of talking about the bearskin hanging in the in the bedroom. And just saw like your father being a hunter. And she said, ask Paul if he's ever killed anything. And he's like, I probably rats. But she says, if it's by trap, that doesn't count. She tells him that she's killed fish and frogs. And the frogs they used to use as bait. Like they would uh, bait them oh, on gosh. a hook and fish with them. And she tells him that they would scream when you cast them into the water. I don't like that at all. I don't no. know if that's true. I don't want to know. I'm sure it know. is. What a horrible thing to, to know. How would they? How do they scream? I guess they, right, they, and like all frogs do is like ribbit, ribbit. Scream. All ribbit. they do is scream. Oh, God. I don't, I, it's a sound I hope to never hear. Um, they go down to, like, they have a little dock, and there's a tiny boat with an outboard motor. They're, 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 they smooch as they travel around the lake, and we find out that it's May, so most people are not there yet. Like, a couple of people, like a summer. this is a summer place, yeah. And as a result, it's May, so, like, it's kind of chilly, and uh, they're going out um, on the water, and they're sort of joking about whether or not they should get in. Paul throws over the anchor and B realizes just in time that he didn't tie it off. So she has to grab the rope and like tie it to the boat. Otherwise it would just drop to the bottom of the uh, lake. He starts teasing her again. We're horny. We're in our honeymoon. We're fucking. He starts teasing her about skinny dipping. And he's like, no one's here yet for the summer. Like, I think, you know, let's do it, you know. But before they get in, they put their hands in the water and it's fucking freezing. Mm-hmm. And he sort of picks her up as if he's going to throw her in. And then, but it's genuinely so cold. And they sort of collapse into the boat, giggling instead of getting in the water. Again, they're very much in love, Allison. And I very much get it. Someone's had to be fucking severed off their body. Seriously. At some point. So back in the cabin, you know they're having sex in the shower. They're dripping water over the floor. The worst place to have sex. To to put your foot on on a wet puddle on the floor. No. Horrifying. Nothing is less sexy. 
uh, afterwards, Paul says, like, oh, let's go get some food. I'm hungry. And B tells him, really? Because I'm feeling pretty full of semen, Allison. Of semen. Do you see? Oh. She's so full of semen. She's not even hungry anymore. Anyways, this is what being straight is, uh, as uh, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's and- not. <laughs> not in my world. <laughs> Right, you've never, you're telling me you've never been so full of semen you weren't even hungry anymore? I've never not been hungry. (laughs) Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I can always eat. um, Yes, as Dracula, I can always eat. (laughs) So they're kind of joking around and he, there's like this sort of decorative rope, like a nautical rope on the wall. And he pulls it off the wall and he sort of starts tying her up jokingly. And I wrote in my notes, I'm going to need a demon to start slitting throats soon. Yeah. I, there's only so much of this I can handle, right? Yeah. Fortunately, Allison, they go down to like the country store, which has a little dinette. And they walk in. It, it looks like it's open, but there's nobody there. And they walk into the back room, sort of like, hello. And there's it's abandoned except for a guy named Will, who's clearly going through something. The lights flicker and he turns and he sort of yells, we're closed. And then he just fucking smashes a lamp on the ground. Okay. However, as they start to walk out, Will comes, steps into like the main dining room to watch them, and he looks at B and says, "Trixie." She turns and realizes that she knows him from childhood. They were childhood friends, and Trixie okay. was her childhood nickname. Okay. And she's like, "Oh my god! Like, do you own the diner now? Like, we always used to come here as kids. They were like, again, like summer friends. You know, like yeah, they would yeah, come yeah. over right. summer." He's like, you actually, my wife Annie's family owns the diner. Um, if you guys want to stay, I could cook you up some food. Sorry, I, you know, we we're just things are going crazy here today. Will is clearly hitting on B, and Paul can tell this. Like he's yeah. just like, oh my god, you look incredible. It's like, okay, okay. Will, calm down here. She's there with her like new husband, right? And she introduces him as her husband. Like there's right. no like confusion. Will's wife Annie walks out of the back looking like fucking death, like like dark circles, like looks sick and tells them you should leave. Is Will grabs her arm and sort of like hauls her over and tells her like, Annie's not feeling so well. Not quite yourself today, are you, Annie? And he looks over, Will looks at Paul and B and B kind of has like a nervous smile on. And he says, Will says to B, there's that smile I remember. Allison, if you were in this situation, what would you do? What would you do? We are getting in the car. We are stopping at the house to get our stuff. And we are driving back to anywhere else that wasn't this. Like, this is, that's enough. Like, that's too weird. And like, and not even, like, obviously everything at the house has been fine for all that they know, but... There's just not enough around that, like, if something is going on with these two or with someone else who's kind of in this area, I don't want to be alone in a little cabin where there's not, like, like the, you're just so isolated. Like, I don't feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, there's somebody weird in our yard. Let's, like, call someone to come help us. Like, you're, it's, you're too far away. It's too weird. You're too isolated. Yeah. That's enough. You've and had we enough know by now our default is just to sex. fucking leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, it's like, I've seen that. I'm out of there. But again, I guess, like, I would be like, well, we're just not going to come down to the diner anymore. Well, that would be, like, obvious. And then, like, but again, like, you've had a lot of sex. You've seen the cabin. Maybe it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, we went on the water. Eh, let's go home. That's enough. It's cold. You're alone. Like, you've done, like, go back to your lives. 
I also just want to say, just for my back to my semen comments, obviously queer people can also be so full of semen they're yes. not hungry anymore. I didn't mean to imply that. And frankly, I think that's cool and it's good. Just in the performance of their yes. relationship. Yes. And, and I think this is true in a lot of like drama and rom-com. It's like, how do we depict these people are happy? They are, are featurelessly happy with each yes. other and they have a lot of sex. And that's it. We know nothing else about them. They're blank slates. It's just that. That's what I was saying. Yes. Go out and get filled up with semen right now as soon as you're done listening to this. As far as I, you know. Fill yourself up with semen. Whoever you are. Thank you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Um, so they go home, and that night, B's very, like, pensive and quiet, and Paul is joking around. He's going to get up really early, like, before dawn to go fish. He's like, we're going to cook it. I'm going to make you, like, you know, the first dinner is my wife. But then Paul's brings up, which I think is valid, is like, so what the fuck was with that Will and Annie? Like, what was going on there? Like, what was, and B says, I know, what was with his wife? Paul says, his wife, like, he grabbed his wife's arm in a vice grip, and he smashed a lamp in front of us. And B says to Will, uh, uh, to, uh, to Paul about Will, B says, well, obviously she did something awful. That's when you know B's in trouble, okay? Because that don't make any damn sense. Nope. That's completely logical, which you know is going to what is again in the logic of the film put yes. her in danger. Yes, of course. And I was like, how how could you be this bad? How could you be down bad this badly for your teenage summer fling that you're arguing with your husband about him acting completely insane? Yeah. Which is Paul for like a second. Yeah, and Paul said the same thing. He's like, are you defending him? And he's and she says, "Oh, please! Like, uh, clearly the problem is he's just a little more alpha than you." And he's like, "Excuse me." And they get into a fight, but then uh, you know, eventually they bring it back together. And he's like, "You're right. We're not like that. I'm not like him. You're you're not like her. We're not like them. That's why our marriage is going to be good." Mm. And B says, "We're the best, of course, Allison. They are. They're they're not. So they go to sleep. The lights flicker." Instant, like seconds before Paul's alarm to go fishing wakes up, wakes them up. So Paul gets up, gets himself together. He gets a big box of dirt and worms, and oh, sure. uh, he's gonna sleep in classic honeymoon stuff. Yeah, you bring your big old box of worms on your honeymoon, <laughs> and maybe you'll fish or do whatever you want with them. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, on his way out the door, Paul spills his box of worms on the porch. And he pulls out his phone for his flashlight and sees it's actually 3 a.m., which is, like, way earlier than he meant to go out. He th- thought it was, like, 5 or something. Uh-huh. So he goes back. He goes back to the bedroom. He starts to undress. Everything's still dark inside. And he says, I'm going to lay back down. My alarm went too uh, off too early. I think the power went out or something. And then by the time he gets back to the bed, B is gone. So his wife is fucking disappeared, right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
But she was um, there when he got up. Exactly. So in in the matter of five minutes, she's disappeared. Right. Paul starts searching the house and he says, fine, keep hiding. I'm going back to bed. Your adult human wife has disappeared Is in the middle of the night, hiding? honey. She's not hiding. What would that no. even mean? No. Yeah. Right. Why? Unfortunately, while he's staying there, he sees a moth land in a lamp, sort of deciding what to do. We, he sees the outside doors open a crack. She's outside. For some reason, this realization scared the shit out of me. The first time I saw it, it's like, oh, no, she's gone to the worst place. Yeah, that's outside scary. At outside at night. So he goes out in the darkness, and there's sort of like these electric lanterns, like, along the yeah. path. So there is some illumination. He could hear someone walking in the underbrush. He can't see them. The sound of walking in a quiet wood. Who? Nope. 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 And again, Top once, five I mean, like, sounds. I didn't mean to criticize, like, whatever. But I would say, like, it, you know, hey, it's hard to get into the horror of it. Once the horror starts, all of this is, like, shot so effectively. Yeah. Again, super realistically. So even that where he realizes that somebody's walking around and either it's his wife and she's not replying, which is not good, or it's, it's someone not. else and they're not replying. And it's like, what does that mean? That's not good either. Fortunately, Allison, Paul finds me. She is standing completely nude in the woods, and he sort of reaches out to touch her hand. Her head snaps up, and she screams. Mm-mm. He brings her back inside. He's panicking. Obviously. And he's like, he's like, were you sleepwalking? Like, you're freezing cold. Your nightgown is gone. And, but B's like, no, we're fine. I must have sleptwalked. And he's like, well, you've never done that before in your fucking life. That was terrifying, you know? And she takes a shower, get back to, get, gets back to bed. She's like, I am honestly fine. But, of course, he stays up to watch her, because he's like, what the hell? What? Well, also, I couldn't just, like, yeah. go back to bed after we, that experience. We would just get in the car. Like, I, like we'd have yeah. to be so we'd be making moves. We'd at least go to a hotel that if you wandered out, you would just be trapped in the hallway. Right. You know what I mean? I don't yes, always, like, right. wander no the more, No more easy access to, like, even, like, best case scenario, she was sleepwalking. She could yeah. sleepwalk herself right into the lake and die. Exactly. So in the morning, Paul wakes up, and B's already making French toast, and he jo- trying to make a joke about, like, how's my little zombie uh, this do- doing this morning? And she does a zombie impression. Mm-mm. And he looks over, and he realizes the bread is not only burning on the griddle, but she didn't batter it. She just put loose bread on the griddle, and it's just turning black. <sighs> and he runs over, and he throws him in the sink. He's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm just feeling a little bit funny. So oh. he's thinking, we should go to the doctor. What yes. if you fell and hit your head? What if something happened right. and you're having these seemingly cognitive issues? And she says, no, no, let's just have coffee. He goes to pour the coffee. It's just hot water because she didn't grind the beans. From this point on, Paul should have really been a little more insistent they get the fuck out. Yeah, I like these are two, like, these are two events, like, that. she is not well. Like, something yeah. has happened, whatever that is, if that's medical or... Metaphysical or paranormal or psychological yes. yeah. or, like, whatever the, the many, many options there are. Haunting. Um, just, it, th- that's enough for me. Yeah. You were in the middle of the woods naked. You were weird when I found you. And now right. you're, like, not doing regular activities in the way that a human would. And really, at this point, from now on, it's sort of like, well, I guess we just don't want to ruin our honeymoon. Which I think is a fun motivation. Like, I that get it. Funny. You know, we came like, all the way out here. here. Exactly. So, the fact <laughs> that you seem to be becoming someone else or and and losing functions, uh, I'm just going to accept it. So a couple of strange things happen in quick succession. They go out of the lake and fro- uh, Paula catches a frog in a net and pretends to joke about eating it. But B's like, that's not funny. And he's like, well, why did you laugh at my hilarious frog joke where I pretended to eat a frog? And she says, I don't know. And then she leaps into the water, which shocks Paul because we've established it's so freezing. damn cold. 
back at the house. She's hanging up like their swimsuits or whatever. And he says, are you okay? And she's like, honestly, I think it's just like the wedding stress, the travel up here. And he, and he, so he of course, it takes it personally. He's like, oh, I, was it the wedding? And she's like, no, I mean the stress of the process of doing it, not like being married. Family I love you. Yeah, yeah like also, yeah, it all sounds very stressful. Yes. So finally we're getting back into it. They start to kiss and right. like run the couch. And he looks down and she's wearing shorts and she has what look like three puncture wounds or like three big bites on like a bug bite yeah. on her inner thigh. But like not like a regular mosquito bite, like clearly yeah. wounds. And he starts to look like, what happened? Like, did you just like bite you in the woods? And she's like, no, it's just mosquito bites. I'm going to take a sleep. I mean, a nap. I'm going to take a nap. Just stuff like that where it's like, okay. Okay, everything's just a little wrong. So while she takes a nap, Paul like examines, like looks at her leg basically and then goes into the woods and finds her nightgown, which she was wearing at the time, covered in clear slime. Not great. No. He returns to the cabin. No, not slime. He returns to the cabin and she doesn't know that he's there. And he overhears her practicing excuses not to have sex with him in the mirror. Saying like, I don't know, I took some Tylenol, but this headache will go away. I can't help it. My tummy hurts. I'm already full of semen. (laughs) I'm already so full of semen. Give me a fucking break. But also like as someone, I talk to myself incessantly when I'm alone. So to me, me, I'm like, I probably, I mean like, if I had to tell my husband, potentially for the first time, I I, I need a break. Yeah, I might also, you know, I mean, I might run through some scenarios on how to say it. It's I mean, not like, so. Judgment. If it was just yeah. that in isolation and none of the other weird stuff, it's like yeah. I don't. It's not too worrisome. With everything else in yes. conjunction, not great. Yeah. So, but then I think they make a fire. They have s'mores. They dig out some old uh, board games. They have beers. And again, this seems like a reconnecting. He starts to initiate sex, but then she says, again, reciting basically what she said in the mirror, I have a headache. I took some Tylenol. It's not going away. And he says, okay, let's just be honest with me. Are you trying to avoid sex with me? She says, I don't know what you're talking about. We're having sex this whole time. But what he's getting at, he's basically like, you feel really distant and different. Yes. Did something happen in the woods? Basically, were you assaulted? Did some, like, what, like, did something happen and you just don't feel like you could tell me? You could tell me. Instead of telling him, she undoes his belt and tries to start blowing him. But Paul's like, I'm trying to talk to you about what happened. Like, I, and, and then she's sort of like still trying to initiate. He's like, well, if we're going to have sex, how do you put on your honeymoon nightgown? And she's like, oh, I put it in the box. I mean, the suitcase. Um, it's in the suitcase with the dirty clothes. The What's Meanwhile, happening? Exactly. Meanwhile, he knows that it was in the woods. Like, she doesn't have the nightgown. So why right. would she lie about that? And Paul's like, whatever, let's just go to bed. So they go to bed, and in the middle of the night, he wakes up and leaves the bedroom. And he sort of, like, follows her, but she comes back and says, I was just getting a glass of water. He says, so where is it? Where is the glass? She didn't have a glass. That night, Allison, a light shines in the bedroom window, like a spotlight, and moves over them. And this time, Paul does wake up. So he not only sees the light, he hears someone outside the cabin. He's thinking someone's out there with a flashlight. He grabs the, her father's gun and runs outside. He could hear someone creeping around in the shrubbery, which is fucking terrifying. And he fires the gun in the air to scare the person off. I mean, I yeah. 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 Of course, when he comes in, he <laughs> confronts him. Like, what the fuck are you doing firing a gun in the middle of the night? Like, while I'm asleep. Like, what are you doing? But he said, someone's shining a flashlight in her window. Someone's outside. And I saw footprints. And he takes out her nightgown because he's like, put it away. And he says, I love you, but I need you to talk to me. Because now he's like, 
are you, is it, you weren't assaulted, you do, but you did meet Will in the woods and fuck. Like, right, right. I mean, hide that from me. That's you know? invalid. He's, he's coming up with whatever he can, you know? That's, that's logical. Yeah. I guess, given. I mean, yeah, given what we know, which is very limited. And he says, you're crazy. Why are you saying all this stuff? And, and he's like, someone was shining a fucking light in here. Who else is here but Will and his weird wife? And he says, it wasn't Will. You probably just saw the lights on, of a boat or the moon. And Paul goes, it wasn't the moon. I know what the moon looks like. Yeah, like, I exactly. It's like, you think I haven't seen the moon? This is like, sorry, this is a total not sequitur. But I remember there was much more. I don't think we have it now, but like, there was a conversation about like what squirting is. Uh-huh, and yeah. people would be like, it's just pee. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not just pee because I pee all the time. I pee all the time. And it's not it's that. Not pee. Like, don't we all know when we're peeing? If there's any confusion, it's probably not pee. We all have a lot of experience peeing. Yeah, all we day, pee every day, all the time. Yeah, like what are we talking about? But after this, basically, they have this argument, and B tells him, "You're ruining our honeymoon. You have to stop." So he goes to sleep in the guest bedroom, and he sort of is like turning the lamp on and off, like lost in thought. He hears a rustle outside, and he shuts the light off, and he tries to see. In the morning, as if things were bad enough, Paul wakes up to find B writing something in her journal. He looks, and it's just basic facts about her life, Allison. My name is B. My husband no. is Paul. <gasps> and she slams no. it shut. He's like, what are you doing that for? He's like, I'm, I'm not doing anything. He says, well, it doesn't look like you're not doing anything. But again, he doesn't want to ruin the honeymoon. So he goes to cook breakfast and he sort of brushes off her, you know, her help. Later, they're building a fire outside and he sort of flicks an ant away from him. And B pounces on it like, well, why would you do that? It's like, you care more about the ant than you do your husband. Is she a frog now? Is she a frog? You're asking the questions. Is she a frog now? Is she a frog now? Frog now? Frog now? Now frog. He sort of, you know, changes the subject and said, how are your wounds? And she's like, oh, they're fine. We look down because she's wearing shorts. They're much worse, Allison. Of course they are. They're like bruised. They're like, their skin's like coming apart. But she again brushes it off. It's like, I don't even wear shorts because I don't like my legs. You were wearing shorts with like an open fucking sore. Like it's growing yeah, down your right. thigh. Of course your husband's going to notice, you know? Yeah. Right. At least if you're going to be this, whatever you are now. Yeah. Whatever this at is. At least like try and cover up some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, so they go out fishing on the lake and B uh, takes a worm and baits her hook and tells Paul they can live for five minutes underwater. I don't like knowing that. And Paul finally says, I want to leave. I want to fucking go home. This honeymoon is, a, is washed. We are done. Thank you. They, st- they start arguing. With, and she, of course, tries to like soothe him. And it's like, I never want to sleep in different beds again. That was a mistake. And I'm so sorry. I love you. Again, they start making out. Paul reaches down into her shorts, only for both of them to realize she is gushing blood. So it's like, it, it, it's just hard as someone who's had so many periods. We're like, yeah. is it a lot of blood? Yes. Do occasionally you get a fucking fire hose? Like, where you're just like, how is this? Is this Sometimes like most it all of my period to come at time? once. Exactly. That's real. Like, so they run back to the cabin and B is like, it's just my period. Don't freak out. He's like, that's a lot of blood. Plus, you have these wounds on your thigh. Plus, I don't know. It's like, did some, again, like, were you assaulted or like, what did something but, happen? Yeah. Now there's just too many things going yeah. on to not have some serious questions. And he's like, you know what, if you won't tell me if you were assaulted, then maybe Will can tell me. So he runs down to the diner just in time to see Annie, who looks even worse, carrying a heavy rope onto the dock. And she drops it and Paul goes to help her. And he sees when he bends down the same wounds on the inside of Annie's thigh. So he's thinking, Will did this. Annie's Will's wife, yes. Yes, yeah. 
So this is Will's wife. Paul sees that Annie has the same wounds that B does. So he's thinking, is this like, did Will do this to her as well? Is Will like so abusive? That would be my first, I think, conclusion. Paul asks Annie, where is Will? And she tells him he's hiding. Nope. Annie goes, that's not And he goes on to tell him, we're not safe. We will hurt you. You should leave before getting in her boat and motoring onto the lake. Allison, when Paul follows his her, like follows the boat with his eyes, he looks in the water and he sees Will's high school hockey hat, which he was wearing when we saw him previously, just bobbing in the waves. Is Will Frog? Is Will Frog? Is Annie Frog? Are who, we who Frog? Who, are we Frog? His interest being piqued, Paul breaks into the diner and gets into the computer system. Hell yeah. yeah and great. we see security footage. And in the security footage is Annie also walking out in the middle of the night. So much like B, let's say a week ago, Annie also did the same thing. Wow. Okay. They're they're taking the wives and they're turning them into frogs, Allison. Frog wife. There's a movie. And we see it. <laughs> Anything could be a movie if you say it is. <laughs> Allison, the light starts flickering. And when the lights come on, Paul looks up and there's like that, um, like uh, the shining level. It's just pages and pages of sure. Annie writing. My name is Annie. My n- husband is Will. My address is blah, blah, blah. So she's doing the same thing so that she's Bea's doing. exactly doing. what Bea's doing. Okay. So Paul runs home and he grabs Bea's diary. She's begging him not to read it. And he sees it. It's just like her birthday, how she doesn't like ketchup. He's like, why are you writing these things same down? Bitch. And she says, I don't know. And he says, Annie has the same marks. I'm telling you, you have to be honest. But again, Beast tries to deny it all. He tells her, I found Will's hat and there was blood on it. And he says to her finally, what are you planning to do to me? And B says, I want to protect you. However, Paul decides, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking leave. If you won't come with me, I'm out of here then. Thank you. Finally, someone with some sense. Allison, when Paul goes to fucking leave, he can't find the car keys. And B has locked herself in the meantime in the bathroom and is screaming. Paul breaks the door down only to find B pulling something out of her vagina that we're going to see in a minute. But it's her yanking out. There's blood everywhere. And But he assumes that she's self-harming. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, Why yeah. are you hurting yourself? Like, what is happening? Presuming she's having a psychotic break. Of, of course. Of yeah, that's like a logical place to go. And he sort of, he, like, she runs into the bedroom and he, and he gets up on the bed and he, like, holds her by the face and he says, like, I love you. I just want to help you. Well, you know, and he says, well, answer me. Like, what, what, what do you say? And B says, we don't know what to say. Allison, I got to ask at this point, who will survive? Who will survive? We, oh. we don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, I think Annie and Will are both going to die. I think B is going to die, and I think Peter is going to be, like, the final boy. No, his name is Paul. Paul. But I understand how you got there. (laughs) Those are the same name to me. Yeah. (laughs) And it would start with a P. Um, okay, great. And luckily, again, I, I, I love a horror movie where there's only four, four characters keep track. I do, too. Like, it really so keeps good. things nice and clean. And Yeah. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. 
Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Basically, B is able to, they're on the bed, like she's bleeding from her vagina everywhere. She has like a, a t-shirt on and like underwear, but she's Ugh. like bleeding through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's Wee. able to get Paul onto the ground next to the bed and starts tying him up with the rope. But he's able to overpower her, gets her on the bed, and then ties her up to the bed frame and ties her feet. Also, like, this is why, like, some things aren't decorations. Yes. Rope is not decoration. It's a tough look. I guess but the cabin would be the only place you'd have it's it. Or, like, a place, beach like house, a nautical, Yeah, a nautical spot. But, like, again, you have ropes for the nautical things you need to do. They don't need to also be decor in the home because then they I immediately concur. are useful in but a way that you don't want. And I'll be honest, I haven't been to Maryland, but in my in my mind, Maryland has a lot of those nautical ropes everywhere. So many nautical ropes everywhere. And like crab traps as decor. Like TGI Fridays <laughs> if it was under the sea. It's a That's nightmare. So funny. <laughs> um, as soon as she's tied up, B sort of like falls mute and like emotionless. And he says, why aren't you crying? My wife would be crying. She says, if I cried, would you let me go? He begs her, please, I need my wife back. And she starts like frantically jerking on her restraints. Like, I am your wife. I am your wife. He says, how do I, how do I know that? She says, how do you not know that? So he starts quizzing her. What did we do on our first date? Which we already know they went to Indian food. Right. And she doesn't remember. And he says, we just had the same food at the wedding. What food was it? She doesn't know. He asks how they proposed. And she's like, we were camping and we were under the stars. And there were so many stars. And he's like, no, we were on your bed because you were sick. And I built a tent. So Paul is like fucking lost now. Like he's like glassy eyed. And he's yeah. looking at her body and he's like, you look the same. You smell the same. You are the same as my wife, but you're not her. How is that possible? Not her. And he starts like, he's like sort of like touching her thighs and kind of like kissing her. Asking like, do you feel this? Like, how does this feel to you? Allison, in, in a, in a definitely one of my top, you hate to see it moments. He reaches between her legs and pulls out sort of a thick white membrane or like no. um, web out of her vagina. No, we don't have those. And she asks him, take it out, please. And he reaches back inside and he pulls out like a thick muscular like cord of, of meat. Tissue. Yeah. Sort of, it's like an umbilical cord by way of a dick and just starts hauling it out okay. of her. Okay. And she says, she's begging him. Again, like it feels sexual, like don't stop, don't stop. Allison, this shit is feet long. So he is dragging it out of her body. She is screaming and she finally pulls it free and he throws it on the bed. What's at the end? It, Nothing? The end is like two little, not talons, but like proboscis, sort of like two little oh. prongs. So clearly it was like latching into her womb, I assume. Uh. And he says, what is that? And she's sobbing. She's like, I'm sorry. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what happened. And he unties her. He runs out of the room. When he runs out, the cord is still moving of its own accord. Nope. Again, horrifying. Nope. nope, nope. I don't like a cord that's doing anything on its own accord. <laughs> <laughs> 
Paul stands in the living room, obviously panicking. The lights are flicking on and off. And suddenly B emerges and, t- says, and tells him the story like something bad happened to me in the woods. I could only see their dark bodies. And they went inside me. And then they left. I couldn't see them anymore, but I could still feel them inside. And she touches her stomach. And Paul says, reasonably enough, I don't know what you mean. I mean, that is the most understandable human response to what she just said. Like, that is, I think I would be like, what? I need more information. I need more info. B tells him, I wanted to tell you, but I wasn't allowed. I just wanted a few days with you. I just wanted our honeymoon. A titular line. No. And she tells him, my body is here, but I'm leaving. They're taking me. And he's like, no, no, we're going to get you help. Clearly, like, something, like, a creature or, or like, there's some sort of, you know, parasite. We're going to get help. We're going to be fine. Just tell me where the keys are. And she says, I remember now we went for Indian food on our first date. And she runs over and grabs, like, the camcorder and starts playing their wedding video that we saw earlier. And she tells Paul, we don't need you and you don't have any more time. But then she sort of snaps to it. Like she sort of like comes out of like the we of it back Mm -hmm. into I. Okay. And she says, I need to hide you so they don't find you. And he says, what do you mean you have to hide me? And she swings and smashes a flashlight into his head, knocking him unconscious. Allison, when Paul wakes up, it's morning. He's tied up at the bottom of the boat on the lake. Okay. And B is, again, still covered in blood, throwing out the anchor. And he's like, what are we doing? And B tells him, don't worry, I'm saving you. I'm going to hide you under the water, and they can't reach you there. And Paul says, no, I can't breathe underwater. Allison, she throws the anchor over and hauls Paul off the boat, and he disappears under the waves. And we also, this is the first time we've seen B full on in the morning. Her face is basically molting off. And her eyes are like a pale green, and she looks like a lizard, zombie, mummy. Like, she's falling apart, but in a way that seems very reptilian. Yes. And we close on, we see her sitting in front of their wedding video back in the cabin. And she stands up and goes to the door, and it's Annie, whose face is even more decayed and transformed. And together they go into the woods, where they find a bright light, and six dark figures waiting for them. And we hear in in voiceover, beat telling Paul as she did in the beginning before I was alone and now I'm not. And uh, I wrote here, so I remember, queer people can be full of semen and in fact, I think we have an obligation to. to yeah, if you can be full of semen, get full of semen. Um, the end. The honeymoon. So what do you think about that, huh? A lot of things. I Wait, so aliens? I think it's gotta be aliens. Yeah, I, think I think we're going be, aliens. It's Okay, so like... It felt kind of H.P. Lovecraft, you know, like aliens that also have a cult or like cultists that worship an alien. Like there's figures that may or may not be the aliens, but people join them. The screaming frogs, like, are they aliens? Like like, the fact that like there was some (laughs) weird stuff going on with the frogs. Like, are they little, are they Um, part of it? You know, I don't think so, but I like okay. what, the way your like the way your mind works. I think they're just an allusion to something that is not human. Yes, that there is something else happening here. Um, but not all, they could all be becoming frogs. We could they could be becoming frog women. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate it. I'll I be mean, honest. or like or like ali- like maybe the the big aliens are like kind of bigger frogs, and there's some little frogs around. And yeah, 
Um, it's all very no, froggy. I, I'll be honest. No, I don't think that, Allison. But okay. again, who's to say? Once the filmmaker makes a piece of art, you, you just interpret it however you, you your brain allows you to. <laughs> and there were more frogs in this than perhaps any other movie. Well, that's, that what, we've that's done what it's date. like. The presence of the frogs and the yes. number of the frogs and their you know involvement. No, I, you're absolutely right. Um, um, they're also gooey, so. Very frogs. I'll say it right now, gooey as hell. Gooey as hell. They're more slimy. They're not gooey. Yeah, right. They're slimy. If your if your frog's gooey, take it to the vet. If your frog's slimy, a little wet, that seems healthy. I'm not. A, we're not frog veterinarians. We're not frog people. Despite what we may have told you, we're not. We are frog not people. frog people. What are some fatal mistakes, Allison? That you think the characters may have made in the movie Honeymoon? Fatal mistakes. I mean, not getting the hell out of there right after either meeting the other, like, Will and Annie or the sleepwalking event, like, the morning mm-hmm. after when things are, like, just off enough. Though, I don't, I, like, I'm curious. I, obviously, this isn't a real thing, so there's no way to know. But, like, I wonder what would have happened if he had been, like, I'm putting you in the car and we're driving to a hospital, a hotel, the city. Like, I wonder what would have happened to I think her. she would have refused. I think she wouldn't have gone. I think she would have just, like, run into the woods or something. That's a good question. I think she would have fought him. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So. Um, but other than that, I do feel like this is the kind of situation where, like, again, this is kind of out of their hands. This is not something they could right. have anticipated. Yes. But, yeah, Paul should have been a little more insistent that, you know— Obviously, the Will and the Annie of it all was a huge red flag, aside from the potential frog alien of it. But, yeah, I think, Paul, this really falls to him to yeah. try to figure out. And, unfortunately, mm-hmm. how do you figure out something that is not of this world? That's a hard, hard thing to do. I know, yeah. It's like your brain can't really let you understand it, and yeah. thus there's no logical, like, oh, of course I'll do this. Like, that's not yeah. part of the reasoning here, because it's not part of our world. Um. I also Woods aliens. Was it again? Woods aliens. That's yeah, we what, I didn't see alien aliens coming. I mean, that was I, I was, it. Maybe so happy. I was ready for kind of paranormal, like nature spirit. Something. Yes, but yeah. like you know, aliens is fun. I mean, I guess like yeah. there's no necessarily answer that it's aliens and not spirit or ghost. But I think the 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 sort of the, alien the, vibes. The, the dick tube or, or whatever you, the, yes. the umbilical snake, um, yes. to me, reads alien. It reads, reads very alien. They're using them to breed. Um, they're yes. using them um, in some, these women, in some, and it's only women. So again, I assume it's, um, so, yeah. they're gestating. Um, yeah. I also want to say, did you watch Game of Thrones? I did not. Okay, good. Because Rose Leslie is the main character, is the place B. Uh-huh. And I, I did also did not watch Game of Thrones, but I feel like if you had it, you didn't know. <laughs> but, you know, we're just, I'm not a fantasy person. Like it, I'm not either. And I, I understand I it's, it's good. For me. I know it's good. I know, like, my parents watched it early in lockdown, like, la- like, the winter before we got the vaccine. They watched all of it in, like, three and a half weeks. And I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> yeah. But, I like, I, I appreciate that it's good. It's just, like, not for me. And I'm sure if I sat down and was like, you're watching this, I would enjoy it, but I have not seen it, and now it's too much of an undertaking. So. Yeah, no, I'm not going back, absolutely not. Um, and then, um, sp- where would you put this movie on the spooky scale, Allison? Oh. A spooky scale. I gotta say, the realism at 
which we've talked about with many recent movies, especially, like, does make this scarier than if it was, like, a big, flashy, like, here's the UFO, and here's that, like, you know. So I think I'm going to give this a six and a half. Ooh, okay. I think, like, it's definitely scary. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of, you know, at the beginning, it's a lot of uh, couple-y crap. So... Then you're like, I don't know, don't you both kind of deserve something bad? (laughs) Yeah, I think, unfortunately, that is the the lesson of every horror movie is if you are happy, you will become very unhappy by the end. Um, I also think, like, there, I'm going to give this a six. um, Because I do feel like there's a lot of, like, this, It's which is really fun, which is like, oh, I already put it away in the box. I mean, the suitcase. Oh, the pancakes are burning. That's fun, but it's not scary. Totally. But I'll I'll be honest. Once when when he starts pulling that that uh, the cord out of her, I yeah. was like, "This is fucking me up." Horrific. So, again, the realism of it, the 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 body horror, the 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 vaginal body horror, uh, gets me That's, every time. I'll every say time. right now, it gets me every time. Every time, and we live with vaginal body horror as like a lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, so. we should just do we should do a full month of vaginal body horror we because should. I was thinking we should do the movie Teeth, which I fucking love. Oh yes, I've, I yeah would love for us to do that movie. And once you open that door, I mean, you know, pregnancy, birth, you know, trauma. Uh, but there's plenty of it. Yep. Plenty of, it's fodder for yeah. a lot of You don't have to film. make stuff up for it to be awful and scary. So. <laughs> Truly. Um, well, that's a, that's for another month. We'll definitely have to do that. Um, um, but yeah, um, I, I, we hope that you all enjoyed this. Again, yes. not an awful white woman, but a white woman and boy, some awful who, things happen. And I at was, the end, one of the most awful things I've ever seen when she throws her husband in the lake. That, again, yeah. that fucking too. Scary. It does, I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, from the mind of the awful white woman. Like, she is the perpetrator of uh, horrific violence against That's her true. husband. You like, know, you got me there. So, I mean, I do think, that, you know, is she Karen? No. But, like, is mm-hmm. she the reason for his death? Yes. Absolutely. Thank so, you. Thank you for defending me. So I, I think that this that. absolutely fits in our awful white woman January theme. <laughs> Um, and speaking yeah. of awful white women, um, get your, I'm like, us? Um, uh, us, for us, sure. For sure. I mean, you because you're missing the live show. The most Me, because awful thing I'm, you I'm an awful, do. I am an awful white woman for missing our upcoming live show on Sunday, January 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, where Hallie and friend of the pod, brilliant comedian, hilarious mind, and all-around fabulous person, Naomi Ekperrigan. Hello? Oh, no? I'm just going to keep plugging the show, and this will be a terrifying plug that I'll do by myself as Hallie has um, disappeared into frog space, it seems. Uh, But get your tickets for Hallie and Naomi to ruin Megan. We've got to do Megan. We're doing the ultimate terrible white woman. I mean, here it is. Um, Sunday, January 29th, uh, moment.co slash ruined is where you can get your tickets 10 bucks, you get 72 hours, there's going to be a chat, there's going to be games, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. That is it. That Please, please, please get those tickets. If you are a $20 Patreon tier member, you will get those in your inbox. So keep an eye out. I think they come like the day before the show. So just uh, make sure you don't miss it so that you can come and join Hallie and Naomi while I am away in San Francisco doing my show and they will ruin Megan 
live. Um, and that is our episode. And I'm going to, I guess, ask you, Hallie, Hallie's computer has shut down is what I'm learning. So I'll wrap this up here. Guys, we both ask you, Hallie from The Void, me from this episode, are asking you to please keep it spooky. Bye-bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.